0: This is Chris, and with me is Matt, and we're slowing down, talking to the people around us between the miles. Matt, it's good to see you, my friend. Uh, I know we've uh, had a couple of weeks off here and there, and uh, last time, you know, we had Jackie our guest, but uh, here's another episode of just you and me talking about uh, things that are impacting our life and things uh, that we hope are um, important to other people. Uh, and uh, so, you know, Matt, I don't know about you, but during this time of year, there are a couple of house projects that always pop up. Right. And it's mm. because the fall is happening. And, you know, so, uh, you know, it's like, is it time to stay in the deck or put grass seed down and everything like that? Um, and of course, uh, anytime uh, Kate and I start looking at house projects, we start compiling that list of things. And I don't know about you, but there are things around my house that I look at and I'm like, you know, I can do that. If it's drywall, painting, things like along those lines, I'm good. But then there's those couple of house projects, right? Where I'm like, hmm, do I go on YouTube and look how to do it? Do I go on like, you remember that show This Old House, you know, and like, (laughs) see if those guys have any tips? Or do I have a friend who knows how to do it? So Before I kind of answer like how I approach those situations, I would love to know, Matt, if there is a situation, a project in your house that, and you don't have to even name what the project is, where you're kind of in that dilemma, where do you go on YouTube? Do you look it up up an article or do you call a friend? Like, Mm -hmm. what do you do in that situation?
1: Yeah, so uh, there's a couple things. Uh, The first would be this. I'm probably the worst person to ask when it comes to, like, handyman, like, all that type of stuff. I've gotten better over the years. Uh, And, you know, from time to time, people will, like, come and offer up help, right? Like, at one time, I I knew I had to fix some things in my car. And, you know, someone at work was like, dude, just go grab spark plugs, and we'll do this. I'll show you how to do it. And I was like, "Uh, okay. But I, I vividly remember recently two projects that i tried to do my own because i just thought they were so easy right like mm-hmm. oh it comes in a box you empty the box and you screwed it mm-hmm. the first was a ceiling fan in our kitchen okay yeah well of course it yeah it comes in a box it screws right in but what you fail to realize is you've got to like connect like wires from like you know the ones that are hanging from the ceiling and chris if if like I could have had that project done, I don't know, in like 15 minutes if I knew what I was doing. Instead, I lost half a day. Oh, then no. I called someone. They came, and they got it done in five minutes. Yeah. And it cost me like 80 bucks or something like that to have them do it. So for me, I am in a space now where I'm okay paying someone That's going to give me my time back. I want to buy my time. I'm not lazy. Uh, Like I'm just at at the point in my life where I don't want to grapple with the time that I could be utilizing for other things.
0: So I'm going to put you on the spot. You know that I've installed like three ceiling fans in my house before. You could have called your neighbor, you know, and and asked for a little help. I so, mean, this is why we have a podcast though. <laughs> so we, we, do, this we don't out. talk. <laughs> now you know, so, uh, so uh, that, it brings up a big question, right? So, um, and I don't know if this is a guy thing or a homeowner thing or whatever, right? Where we have these projects in our life and we want to tackle them. And the first thing that comes to mind is I should be able to do this myself, right? And I think that that's, a natural inclination that most people have. I don't have any scientific uh, evidence on this, but you know, from my co- coaching clients to friends that I have and everything like that, it's like I can do this myself. And then you hit that point where you're like, all right, this is starting to get a little bit expensive in time frame. So you know, maybe I'll um, call up a professional. Um, and it's it's weird because if I for I'll speak for me, if I sit down and pause, I have plenty of men and women in my life who know how to do a lot of these home projects. And I could call them up. And I know that 99% of the time they would say yes. Um, but I don't. And it's like this little thing of like, why are we so bad at asking for help?
1: Well, I don't know about you, right. But even though, like, I remember right, vividly when, when I first moved to the neighborhood and um, we started to get to know each other better, You said, Hey Matt, like I'm putting these cabinets in my kitchen. Could you come by? Mm-hmm. We'll put them up. We'll have like pizza and beer afterwards. Right. 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 And to me, I'm like, okay, pizza and beer, whatever. Like it, I drop of a hat. I'll be there, you know, right. but then when it comes to asking for help, you know, I know that you've got two sons, they're in sports, they're in scouts. You guys have church. You've got right? A business, you're in grad school, you've got all these things. Knowing that you could probably help me with something just seems like adding one more thing to your plate, knowing that most likely you won't say no.
0: Yeah. But, you know, sometimes I need an excuse to get out of those things and helping <laughs> a friend is always legit. No, but, uh, you, you know, it, it it's true, but you're right. There's the optics of that. Our friends are always too busy, right? Yeah. And, and, and that can definitely be a deterrent um, for that. Um, before we go further into that though I feel because I put you on the flag I got to share with you my one yeah, story where how about it I, so so one thing that um, I, I never I, I was never a gearhead or anything like that so you know um, outside of switching out the windshield wipers and uh, you know putting in light bulbs in the headlamps of my car like didn't know too much and and, and so I had a really good friend who, um, and a couple of friends, but, um, one in particular who started to show me how to change the oil in my car and, um, even get to the part of changing brakes and rotors and all that kind of stuff. Now, have you ever done that before, Matt? I want nothing to do with that. Well, so <laughs> in, in theory, it's simple. It is time consuming, right? Yeah, um, yeah. you know, and so, but if you can do it on your own, you save a lot of money, you like say, and and this is nothing against auto mechanics. I don't think they're ripping you off. Well, some might, but like, I think in this sort of situation, it's, you know, like uh, you're, you're saving significant money. So this was a period in our life where, you know, Kate and I were tight with our budget. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to change out the brakes and the rotors. And it was one of those things where, oh my gosh, like when you do not have the right tools, it was so hard and it was so difficult. And this is the middle of the work day. Like I had taken it off um, people are at work, so there's really no one I, I could help. So I get the job done and I'm feeling really good. I just changed brakes and rotors and like, you know, I'm ready to crack open a beer. And I was like, you know, what, I'm going to take this car for a drive just to test it out. And as I'm driving it, I'm like, this just doesn't sound right. There's part of me that's like, all right, you know what? It's breaking in the brakes. You know, there's always a little bit of squealing, even when you take it to the mechanic. And then, But part of me is like, no, nope, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. And so, um, really close with our mechanic here in town, uh, brought it in. James was there. I was like, James, I have to confess. I tried to change the brakes and do all this. I didn't bring it in here. He's like, not a problem. We'll take a look at it. Called me back laughing. He's like, yeah, you put stuff on backwards and you did this and everything like that. He's like, we actually have to put new parts on. (laughs) So we'll charge you for the parts, but not for the labor. And I mean, it was really, really nice of him to do that and everything like that. But, um, you know, again, it was one of those things where why didn't I wait till a Saturday when I had friends who could have, uh, who had the tools, the experience to do that, you know, and it was the same sort of thing from the optics. They, They looked really busy.
1: Yeah. I just can't tell you how many times I've had to pay someone after the fact because Mm -hmm. I didn't do it right. Right, right. And like, that's what I'm saying, like, I am at a point where I'm, I'm looking to minimize the amount of decisions I need to make. Mm -hmm. Right. Or the amount of time I would need to wait for someone to come over or just, you know, putting them on the spot or whatever it is, right? Like, I've just gotten to the point where I want to Want to minimize things like that. So I'll give you a, a quick example that's in the same vein. So la- last week I took my car in for just routine maintenance. And y- you know, to your point, like you never know. But you know, we haven't changed here, you know, the air filters in the car. And I know that I can do that. Hundred percent know I can do that, right? And I'm like, well, um, okay, well, how much is it gonna cost? And she's like, it's like a hundred and I don't know, 120 bucks. I'm like, uh. So I'm like, I think I'll do that. And then we got to talking and I'm like, well, how much is it for the filters? And she told me the price of the filters. I'm like, oh, so it's like $13 for the labor. Like I'm literally just paying you $13 for the labor. And she's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, please go do that. right? Because think about that. Even though that I'm going to go get the parts, I'm going to do it, right? I've got to drive to the store. I've got to find the right one. I've got to put it in correctly, right? There's all this time that I've got to do those things. For $13, like I'm gonna suck it up and I'm pay it. So how many times do we look at the bill and we look at it in totality and we're like, oh, that's too expensive. And we assume that someone is like not doing right by us or whatever it is. When in reality, if you just ask them, like, hey, can you just itemize this out for me real quick? You can make a really snap judgment of saying, like, oh, your time and expertise is totally worth $13 to me, you know? And I think that's fair.
0: And I think that's fair when it comes to, you know, hiring a professional to do that, whether it's coming into paying a room, fix something on your car, you know, um, even when it comes to helping keep the house clean and hiring cleaners and everything, that time is money and money is time in that regards. But I want to kind of go back to the whole idea of calling friends, family and neighbors in -hmm. regards to help. Mm-hmm. Like, because I think there's some benefits to that, that we never consider, you know, we, we consider the inconvenience it might cause people. Um, we might even consider the uh, embarrassment. It might cause us like to say to someone, yeah, I don't know how to change a light bulb, you know, or, or something like that. But I think there's something, I think there are these unspoken benefits that if we, you know, and, and to use our tagline, slow down and talk to the people around us, right? And invite them into our homes to help us care for our homes, care for our vehicles, even, you know, um, care for our kids, that there's something more we can gain from that.
1: Yeah, I, I would say I like where you're going with this because you're you're shutting yourself off to the community aspect of it when you don't ask for the help. Right. Right. So. I'm hundred percent on par with you there. And, and, and looking at it from that perspective, how am I ever going to go build relationships with people? If I'm not, you know, if I'm not asking for help or right. they're not asking for help, right. Or they don't know that I'm someone that they can rely on or vice versa. Right. You know, I, I think uh, I don't remember what it was. I don't know if we were going on a date or whatever it was, but I called you guys like last second for something. And I'm like, Hey, can you just watch Lucy Lane and I have to do something. Yeah. And without, like, without hesitation, you guys are like, sure, send her over. Uh, we're getting pizza. We're watching a movie. It's mm-hmm. totally fine. Yep. And and I'll say, like, we have those. We have those handful of friends and people that if we're in a pinch. We know that, like, they like they would, you know, they would step up or be there for us or whatever it might be. Right. But like, why? Why do we wait till we're in a pinch? That's, I think what we're, we're, we're like, what we're maybe realizing, not realizing whatever it is. It's like, it does, you don't have to be in a pinch. Like people are going to help.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and in fact, I think it's more beneficial when you're not in a pinch, right? Because um, if you, if you can plan ahead and, and, uh, and, and say to someone, Hey, in two weeks, I want to work on this project or, you know, um my, um, Kate and I want to go out on a date so would you guys be able to, to watch the kids and everything like that and I don't want to put babysitting industry out of business or anything like that but you know it's like one of those things where you know I, I think it goes back to what you were saying right if the optics of how busy other people are and we feel guilty that we're going to inconvenience them um, I think there's also kind of a um, a thought of like if someone asks me am I really going to like want to help them you know would i um or am i going to like groan like if if someone reaches out to me to help me move like um a washer or dryer or you know to um you know do anything like that and 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 um if i'm honest like yeah there there there's one time where uh, my buddy chris asked me if i could move a, a dryer for him and it was a saturday uh, sunday afternoon i had it off i was just like laying down on the couch and everything like that and I was like, I need to go help him or else I'm going to be a complete ass, you know? And so yeah. I, I did, it was hot, but you know, at the end of the day, like, I'm glad that I did that. And I think it's because also, you know, it's in those moments where I know I'm helping a friend. I know I'm helping uh, someone I care about. And and to me, um, I that matters. And, and I want that to matter in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think another part of the reason why we need to get better at asking people for help is, it's a way of growing to get to know that person because, um, um, because, and, and this is probably why it's hard is it, it means being vulnerable, right. Mm-hmm. You know, for me to admit like, you know, Hey Matt, I don't know how to, um, you know, do this correctly, or I'm afraid that I'm going to fail at this. Would you just come alongside and either help me or watch me fail, <laughs> you know, or whatever it is. Um, it is, uh, Uh, an opportunity to invite people to see some of the things that we're not confident in or that we're not sure about or you know uh, something along those lines
1: well that's why we stay in our lane but Mm -hmm. what i mean by that it's like you know my dad is well right now he's just downstairs because we're visiting (laughs) but you know they're they're two hours and 45 minutes away yet when i have an issue with my lawnmower who's the first person i call it's my dad right and like you know, more often than not, he's like able to help me through something like be, you know, just over the phone or whatever it is. But. I think, you know, and I think Brene Brown is the one that really leaned into this. Like mm-hmm. there's a sense of us that like, like there's just like shame where, where we feel ashamed to admit that we need help. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's a, that admission and, and dude, that could take on so many forms, right. but specifically we go to the same people, um, because we, we don't feel like we're being judged in those moments, right? We go to the people and ask them last second, cause we planned poorly, or we know that they'd be there for us in a pinch or in an emergency. And if we need something done, it's like the same people, same people, there's just that level of comfort. Like I won't be judged. Right. Right now.
0: Right. I don't want to be judged for asking stupid questions. I don't want to be judged for not knowing like something that may or may not be obvious. Right. I don't want to seem incompetent or, um, or just uh, unable to do things that people, my age, my season of life, my situation should be able to handle. Um, And, you know, and, and so I think like, you know, with home projects, You know, it's kind of funny because, yes, if we have the financial means, it is a lot easier and and probably it's probably better sometimes to, you know, call the professional to come over and take care of something in like a couple of minutes than even like your handyman friend might be able to do um, in a couple of hours. Um, But I do sometimes think that this goes a little bit deeper And it's not just asking for help in, you know, household projects, but even for some deeper issues that go on in our life, right? Like, for example, you know, um, if you're in debt um, or you're having marital issues or you're having, you're struggling with your kids, right? Like, in my mind, those are like three big things uh, where someone might struggle to ask for help. And it's because, you know, as you mentioned, there's the shame, there's the... um, Uh, the the guilt that might come with admitting those things that like I have money problems, I have marital problems, I have parental problems um, in that regards. I don't know what your thoughts are on that, but I I feel like those are some of the big, big ones that where you know asking to help move a dryer is one thing, but to ask someone's help to, you know, resolve issues in marriage or parenting or finances is another.
1: Yeah. Well, Man, that's like there, there is some stuff to unpack in there. And what I mean by that is is, you know, I was I was in the lane of, you know, working with people from a you know financial planning perspective and certified financial planner and and really like enjoyed that work. Um but what one thing I found was, you know, oftentimes people didn't want to meet because to your point. They didn't want to open up about whether it was good, bad, otherwise, whatever. Mm. Everyone just holds it so close to the vest. It's something that's just not talked about. Right. And that's like a huge societal, like that's a huge societal issue. Right. Right. Um, You know, the marital stuff, uh, you know, I would say is one of those struggles that uh, I think, I think it's, to me, there's, it's like, it kind of goes twofold. So the first is the fear of failure that like, what if someone tells me that what I'm feeling is right and I'm part of the percentages, Mm -hmm. right. Of Mm -hmm. divorce or whatever that looks like, or especially if kids are in the picture, I don't know if I can leave because it's going to have this effect on the child or, or whatever. Right. And, And, and I guess, you know, with without going too far down those rabbit holes, you know, as you were talking, there was something that came to mind for me that I thought about, which was like this expectation and experience. Um, and and so, what I mean by by this is, like, we we don't we don't ask for help, or or maybe this is me speaking right now, but like I feel as if. When, you, when you're in your tight circles, especially, oh, the, like, so there's this expectation that a man should be able to do certain things, right? Mm-hmm. And a woman yeah. should be able to do certain things, mm-hmm. you know? So there's this expectation. And if we don't live up to that expectation, we're less than. But then our experiences don't help. So I don't know, like, what it was like growing up or even, you know, in college or but like, Young dudes just love ragging on each other about everything. So like putting yourself out there becomes harder and harder because you don't know what you're going to get blown up for. So like, then you're like, oh man, I don't even want to ask for help because I don't want to put myself out there. I don't want to be vulnerable enough for people to have something else, right. To come at me with, I'd rather just you know, deal with it on my own and, you know, leave the, leave the rest of the day. So I know I, I, you know, we started somewhere, which was all these kind of like societal things, but then I, you know, I, 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 you had said something that really made me think about like the societal expectations about like not being in debt, right. Not being part of the divorce rates, not being, um, whatever, And then how much of like how we deal with it is just how we are brought up or or the environments of friends and things like that that comes into it.
0: I think it's that. um, And I don't know if this is similar, but I'll add it to it. I also also think it's because we don't think about the benefits that come from the help, right? So there is the expectations of, oh, I don't want to get ragged on. I don't want to feel guilt or shame or any of that kind of stuff. But, you know, so for me, a a great example is therapy, right? Like I've been in therapy now the last like six years um, about. Um, And and then, you know, there was um, and then I was in therapy as a high school student all the way through college um, and everything. And it was one of those things when I had to go back into therapy. Um, Yeah, it was is convincing myself I needed help. But one of the things that helped me get into therapy was remembering the benefits that had come from having great, you know, therapists in my life, you know, previously. And, and so it's like one of those things where I'm not ashamed or nervous to admit to people that, you know, I see a psychotherapist um, on a regular basis because, oh my gosh, my life would be a complete mess if I didn't talk to that person, you know, on a regular basis. And, um, and, and I would say that that's been a gateway to um, helping me ask for more help in my life, knowing that, you know, I, I can, I can share these things, you know, uh, with people um, along those lines. It's helped me, you know, and again, as, as being a Catholic and going to confession, you know, that's been another thing where saying like, you know what, I don't have my stuff together. I need, I need divine intervention to, to, you know, help me with some of these things. Um, and uh but even with those in place, it's, it's, you know, going back to the budget, like I've that da- I've battled debt before, you know, like, um, I love my kids. I love my wife, but you know, there have been times where, you know, there have been fights and, and tension and things like that. And, and man, we're raising a middle school student. So, you know, <laughs> there's going to be a lot more coming up with that, but, um, you know, those are where, um, talking about those things aloud, um, It's scary because you put that out there right. And I think that goes back to the societal expectations or the judgment that you'll receive. But the more you talk about them, not in a bragging way, but just in a realistic way, um, the the more free the, the benefits from that freedom, you know, come about, right? And so for me, like I find myself getting tripped up more on the small stuff like the repairing the car, you know, switching out a toilet, like, and and yes, everyone, I am listing realistic things I got to do in my house right now. But like, you know, um, but for the big stuff, it's taken years of practice of just saying like, yeah, I don't have my stuff together when it comes to my mental capacity, my health, you know, my finances, and and things along those lines. Um, It doesn't mean um, that I figured them out. But it's encouraged me to put them out there, and then at the same time, seek help, um, in those different ways. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, um, so yeah, th- that's just something that's been kind of circling my, my mind in regards to, um, in addition to those expectations, I think we forget the, the benefits, um, of what happens when we do ask people for help.
1: Well, knowing that, right. Like you're a business owner, you're a podcast host, you're in grad school, you're a parent, right? You lead minister. Yeah. 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 I was going to say youth minister, (laughs) right. Where you lead, uh, you know, um, young, you know, soon to be young adults and, and, and things like that. It's, you know, like what would be different in your world if you continued to get, like, if you continue to get better at, at asking for help, like what would be possible for you?
0: Oh, I mean, I think I would just have um, just more, I I think I would enjoy things more fully. You know, I don't need, uh, you just listed a bunch of things and I have people in my life and and clients who are like, how do you do all those things? And there's times when I don't um, or I can't, Um, but I'm able to do some of these things because I have, you know, therapists, coaches, mentors, friends who hold me accountable. I mean, even you and Ramon, right? Like with running, like, um, you know, everyone, by the way, Matt is like training for the New York uh, City Marathon and he needs help in fundraising and stuff like that. And (laughs) I'm I'm saying it for him, but, um, you know, our early morning runs with you and Ramon, right? Like we are, you guys are booking it. And um, like, if you don't, challenge me you know the the night before text messages the morning of text messages and stuff like that like i need that help to get my ass out of bed so that i'm running because Mm -hmm. for me you know a huge thing that i battle with is weight and and food and and everything like that and and running uh, running is not just a physical health but also a mental capacity like i'm at my worst when i don't run you know because my head is just filled with so many different things but Mm -hmm. you know um having men and women and and even my kids now or, or younger people around me who are coaching holding me accountable asking me questions and everything allows me to do these other things that i don't think i could do on my own yeah. actually i know i could not do on my own yeah it i mean it really takes a team it really takes a village i mean and this is one of the reasons why i love church right it it Uh, if you have a functioning church, right? Like if you have a community of people around you who really care about you and you at the same time, you know, uh, share that, that care back, whether those people are professionals or just friends and family um, that gives you, that's what gives you a lot of the capacity to to do more, or at least not do more, but to enjoy things to the fullest.
1: Yeah. I, you know, from where we started to where we are now, right? Uh th- There's been a bit of self discovery that you know that I've had is as, as I've kind of thought about how this applies, you know, for me, and and it was it was a thought I had this week. I actually wrote about it yesterday, and uh, I don't, you really know, I, I'm pro- I probably mentioned on here, but I'm like a huge fan of Dabo Sweeney, like the head coach <laughs> for Clemson. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like people. Yeah. People either love them, they find them corny, or they just don't like when people win, right? Right. right. And uh, he he has this thing, and I don't, I, I think he he popularized it, but mm. I, I'm sure it came well before. I mean, it's on tissue boxes. There's no way someone is like, "Oh, Dabo Sweeney said something." Let's put it on a tissue box. <laughs> but um, they said bloom, bloom where you're planted, mm. bloom where you're planted. Um, And I've always been very forward thinking of like where I want to go. But I like a, right? I just, I've always put my head down Mm -hmm. and just figured out a way to get there. Mm -hmm. But in the wake of that, I've left no space for anyone else. Right. Right. Which is something that you said. So like when I bloom around planet, I I realize like what I'm really good at, what I need to get better at, and what I need to ask for help for. Like I can categorize those things. Yeah. And like that has been a huge thing for me. I would say most recently professionally. And, and obviously, I'm not going to see the benefits of that, right? It, it, like, oh, okay. I, I just self discovered this on Thursday. It's not like I'm going to, you know, all of a sudden be like, yes, I'm in my most productive state but the reality of it is is if i know what i'm good at and what i can put my head down what i need to get better at and and like how i can ask for help or what i can go attend or whatever it might be or who's better at it than me i can take that growth and i can start to create space for all the other people in my life that aren't that are either a aren't there yet or B, that I'd love to just serve and have them come along, you know, in that journey.
0: So here's a, <clears throat> here's a question for you. Yeah. You create this space to spend time with people. What are you going to do during that time that you spend with people?
1: Well, if we're talking professionally, it's more along the lines of like, if I'm going to go, so let's just use an example. Mm-hmm. So let's let's use it in a very generalized example. Okay. Let's say today I'm in my career and I'm middle management. Right? right. Right. Well, I could probably like there's a school of thought of like, if I just work hard, I'll get noticed. And like nowadays, how often does that go unnoticed? Right. Mm, right. Like more stuff just piles up and you, you end up being the, the person that just like, you know, has to beat the stacks of paper, but you don't get promoted. Right. You don't get get like viewed or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But if you say to yourself, like, I want to go from you know, mid-level director to a VP, to a CEO or whatever it is. Well, there's only like, there's all these things that if you map it out correctly, you put yourself in that pathway, but you also put yourself in the pathway of others. Mm. Right. And so what I mean by that is if I go from a director to a VP, for example, mm-hmm. have I made the people around me better so that I found my replacement at director so that I know the the, the, the people to go to, right, for a strong nucleus and team, uh, you know, so that when I get to that next level, I just create more space, mm. right? So, so that's what I mean. I think we always look at it and say, like, I'm at rung B. I'm trying to get to rung C on the ladder. And I forget about all the people that I can serve along the way by creating space, bringing people into it. Figuring out who's better at it than me, but also how do I share my gifts in that, you know? Mm. And so there's asking for help, there's self-identification, there's all these things. And I don't know, like, did that answer like your question in terms of uh, you know, where we we're going and and where I was, you know, I guess I, I could ask myself, did I answer the question? But the reality is, is like, that's what I mean when I say. Right now, I don't know enough about my current role that I could hire someone into it and say, this is what success looks like. So I'm not ready to go the next run. Yeah,
0: I, and, and that makes sense from a career standpoint. You know, the, your, your comment about like creating more space, you know, so that you can spend that, you know, for people, create more space for people. Yeah. Um, It's, it's fine because this goes back to the fact that I think we have to figure out ways to journey with people in all aspects of life. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like, um, you know, I think about my, my kids, right. I I need to get this stuff around done around the house so I can spend more time with my kids where in reality it's like, why don't I invite my kids to help me get this stuff done around the house? You know, and in that aspect, I'm spending time with them.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: You know, it's like, I need to make sure I get in good health, you know, so that I can stay around longer. Mm-hmm. And for me, I do love going on my solo runs every once in a while, but I'm spending relational time with you and Ramon, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, uh, it, it's not really de- detracting from other relational time because, you know, this is now time that I'm spending with two friends, like, and I'm getting to know two guys um, a little bit further, uh, you know, and um, during the, these, these runs that we have in the morning. So, You know, there's a lot, this goes back to why another benefit of helping is helping is not necessarily because we can't do things on our own. Um, Helping is not just because, you know, we'll get things done quicker, but helping is also another way that we live life with one another, right? It's doing things in solidarity. Because here's the other thing too. There are projects in my house that I can definitely do on my own and I could probably do them quick quickly. Um, You know, I think that you mentioned the time that you came over to do the cabinets and stuff like that. Like it was more just kind of cool to spend time with someone doing this project, even though at the end, I think for like five seconds, you held up the cabinet while I was screwing it in. Oh yeah. But you know, it's like, like, that's kind of the beauty of um, living life with one another. It's not just hanging around drinking beers or hanging by a, a, you know, a bonfire or, you know, watching a movie together it's doing the things that are leisure, entertainment, but also those things that are going through life together. Mm-hmm. And so when we talk about getting stuff done to make space for relational things, I think we have to, this is where it goes back to, you know, asking for help, I think leads not just to, you know, um, getting stuff done, but leads to a more full life in that regards. And and I think the more that we look at that, the more that we slow down and, and really involve people in some of these projects, some of these things going on in our life, it enables us to, to have, um, just, uh, again, more peace and, and more fullness in, in what we're experiencing.
1: Yeah. Well, man, I'd say that there are certain ways that, that I, we probably both do it well mm-hmm. in terms of asking for help. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that there's other things that probably weigh on us where we don't ask for help. So like for me, you know, the, the two things that I, that weigh on me, knowing everything you've got on your plate, knowing, uh, you know, what's going on in my world, you know, like we're having a podcast today and we're having a tremendous conversation and I love it. Yeah. But our, our idea when we set out for this was like, we'd love to have someone that we're interviewing and, and right. And like, we're having these conversations and we find that we are going to conversations with our, ourselves, which I think is good, right. It, it gives people more of an insight into who we are. And then also it right, brings, uh, you know, whether it attracts guests or brings them into the space that we're creating, but w- admittedly, right. We, we hit these pockets also where you know, like we don't have a guest, you know, and, and, and like, let's get real here for a second. And all it would take is to say like, okay, I'm going to carve out 15 minutes to just ask five people to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Right. Or to ask someone who's listening right now, if you know someone really great in the Baltimore area that you think Chris and I would enjoy spending time with, please, by all means, send us an email, in email at info at the, at between the miles. Right. Right. And like, it's that simple. And then I think about the fact that like, man, you know, I, I've been asking and and uh, I've been blessed uh, and grateful to receive $1,020 of donations so far. Uh, I've got to hit 3,000, right? For this New York City marathon, I've got roughly about, you know, a little under 50 days left. I've got to raise at least 3,000. So I've got, you know, let's call it 2,000 round up. And I'm like sitting here racking my brain about like, how do I get creative around like doing things that people would want to donate money and people donate money to everything. Like it's so hard to ask for it. But the reality is, it's like, this is a cause I'm really passionate about. You know, it's a cause that like, like the, the Omen Foundation is a cause uh, for young adults with cancer. It's Baltimore based and they played such a, an integral role in the support and healing process of losing my sister-in-law, right. And, and mm-hmm. being alongside her for her, her eight year battle. So when I go to the New York city marathon, I'm not just running for, for me, right. I'm like, I'm running in my sister-in-law's memory. And, and, and quite honestly, she on like, she is the, the reason that I woke up on November 12th of 20, uh, 2018, I think it was, I said, I'm going to run, I'm going to walk 10,000 steps today. Mm. And, and like, I'm going to do that because she didn't like, she didn't get that choice. Right. And I woke up and I'm like, I have a choice and I'm going to do this. And and here I am a couple of years later, right. Preparing to run the New York city marathon. And, and to me, it's like, I, that's like a hit, like. How many other people like have walked along alongside someone that that's gone through that? You know, I, had a friend from high school who passed away at the age of 25. And it's like, so to me, I'm like, it's bigger than what I am doing based on what I'm putting on social media and things like that. But yet I don't like pick up the phone and like, say, Hey, as an example, Hey, Chris, I'm running the New York city marathon. I'm doing it in honor of my sister-in-law who passed away after an eight year long battle of cancer. I'd love your support. Mm. Any donation would help. Can I count on you? Right. Yeah. 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 How hard is like, how easy does it sound when we say it out loud like this, but how hard do we make it?
0: So when are you going to send me that text? No, I'm just kidding. But he, he, he has everybody he has, but, uh, you no, know, but you're right. You're right. And, um, you know, uh, with Matt, with what Matt was saying, and we didn't do this episode to get podcast help.
1: Although yes, oh, yes. Help, <laughs> that was not the point. Yeah.
0: Help is always needed in that, you know, and I think, you know, you, uh, I, I appreciate what you shared, uh, you know, with your, your, um, pun intended trek towards, uh, the marathon, you know, and, uh, and raising funds. And for me, you know, it's, it, it's funny, I work in a church and I'm really good at asking people for help in the ministry. Um, you know, there, as I mentioned before, some of these deep-seated issues I deal with in life, I'm really great at asking for help with. Uh, when it comes to my business, Marathon, you know, I've got some help um, and I'm getting better at asking for help, but for a long time, and part of the reason why I struggled with it for the first couple of years is I was just so bad at asking for help with that because I felt so incompetent you know, in regards to like what I didn't know. And I was embarrassed, you know, being this like ministry guru, but not knowing how to necessarily uh, make it into a business. And so I think, again, a part of it is getting over ourselves um, and believing in who we are and how we were created and who we're meant to be. And I think it's also remembering and what kind of end this on a high note where I think it's remembering that, you um, it's life is just so much better when you do it with other people life is so much better when you're with other people whether it's empathetic um and people are walking with you through that misery whether it's celebratory you know and people are lifting you up and cheering you on um or whether it's just slowing down and uh talking with people around you and uh enjoying those moments and those memories life is just better together and um and we have to make it not about like how we come off, but, you know, who we are and, and how um, vulnerable we can be. Um, so Matt, I don't know if you have any final thoughts or comments or anything like that, but um, you know, I appreciate your help with the running and uh, with uh, you know, doing this little podcast that we got, but uh,
1: yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just said a lot prior to this. So I'll just wrap it up with you. Um, you know, I, I think this was as helpful for us as it was for others. Um, and I'll just reiterate, if if, uh, if there's anyone out there that you think has a great story, uh, someone that you think that Chris and I would just enjoy spending 45 minutes to an hour with. Um, and, you know, at the end of the day, uh, someone that might be afraid to ask for help in terms of whether it's promoting themselves or just getting their story out there, we'd love to meet them. And yes. so if uh if you could take, you know, just a minute of your time, it's info at betweenthemiles.com. Um, or obviously you can send us a direct message at one of our handles. Um, so uh we appreciate you being here with us today. And and Chris, why don't you take it away, man? Yeah, definitely. And as Matt mentioned,
0: you can email us at info at betweenthemiles.com or go to our website betweenthemiles.com and leave a comment there. Um, You can also message us on social media, um, whether it's Facebook or Instagram, we are on there as well. And uh, you know, we need help getting the word out there not just getting uh, people uh, guests on so that we can promote their platforms, but uh, help us spread the word by sharing us through Spotify or Apple podcasts or anywhere that this podcast can be heard. And we would love your help in leaving a review Uh, that definitely helps us. And you can definitely leave, especially a five-star review on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere this uh, podcast can be heard. And uh, again, we just appreciate um, the people who listen with us to slow down, to talk um, about life, to talk about everything going on. Um, And so thank you. This is Chris and with me is Matt. We're slowing down, talking to the people around us between the miles. This has been a Between the Miles production. Your hosts, Chris Wesley and Matt Wells. Music provided by JAN Studio Wide Open Road. For more information, visit our website at betweenthemiles.com.